You listen to 247 Real Talk. Once again, this is your host, Julian Perry. With my guest for this episode, she's an actress, singer, model, and mental wellness advocate. We will be discussing several topics, including bullying. I'll be right back with McKenna Camille. So good evening, McKenna. Welcome to 247 Real Talk. It's a pleasure to have you here with me this evening. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It is really great to have you. It's about four minutes after 11 on the east coast of the United States. Why don't you tell me, where are you? I'm in Portland, Oregon right now. Okay. And what time zone is that? It's 8 p.m. So you're in Pacific. A little bit earlier, yep. Great, great, great. So why don't we start this off by you introducing yourself to my audience. Tell us a little bit about your, you know, your yourself, your history, and you know, where you are at this point in your life. Yeah, well, my name is McKenna. I, um, I do many, many things. Um, I act, I sing, I do some modeling. I'm born and raised in Oregon, and I'm attending NYU Tisch right now as a drama major. So I'm really, I'm focusing on school and career at the same time. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really trying to push for my career right now, um, especially in the summer. So, yeah. So you have, you have all these interests as I look at mm-hmm. your, uh, your information here. You have uh, a lot to say about, uh, first of all, I will tell my audience a little bit more about you. You find inspiration and healing through the craft of writing and singing about personal topics uh, from friendships, breakups, bullying, depression, anxiety, OCD, etc. But you seem to, as our primary focus on this conversation, really want to get into the issue and the, the dynamic of bullying. So why don't you start us off and tell us you know, your thoughts? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've, I've been bullied my entire, my entire life for, I mean, as long as I can remember by, by so many countless people. And, um, that obviously would, you know, would take a major toll on someone's mental health, which is how I really got interested in mental health was watching, um, just watching other people get bullied and also, you know, experiencing it myself. And, um, I just, I really wanted to attack that in my, in my music and in my work, because I feel like it's, it's such a prominent thing in the industry, bullying and mental health, but it's not talked about as much as it should be. So, you know, I just, I wanted to shed some light and hopefully help people like with my experiences that I've had with bullying in school or out of school or online bullying is crazy right now. So. Yeah. All right. So let's 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 dissect this a little bit. Let's start with um, how you know what age were you when you first not not necessarily experienced bullying, but recognized that you were being bullied. I think you know I was I was pretty young. I remember at least the first that I remember I was um, bullied when I was like three, 
on the playground, my kindergarten. So I just, it was, it was very clear. I was just, you know, I was getting chased around by all these like crazy three-year-olds. And I don't exactly remember the whole scenario. It was obviously I was three, but you know, I just, I remember getting chased and kids like yelling at me, saying all these like nasty things that three-year-olds can say. Um, and it just kind of grew from that. Well, that must have been somewhat traumatic because I don't think I can remember much of anything from when <laughs> I was three years old. So um, what do you think it was, you know, looking at early childhood, what do you think it was about you that, and I'm, I'm, this is a multifaceted uh, question, so I want you to think about these parts. Number one, was there something that you were able to identify about you that, I don't want to use the word attracted bullying because that's not the way to go, but that caught that, that sort of made yeah. you a, a target of bullying. Yeah, I, I, get what you're, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, I've asked myself this question a lot for, for so long. And, you know, I don't think I'll ever know like the, the actual reason, but um, I've always assumed it was just like, how I hold myself. I'm a very, very confident and blunt person. And when I was younger, I was so shy that I, that my teachers even didn't know that I could speak. And, you know, when I grew out of that, I was very confident and very blunt. And I just, I just, you know, said what was on my mind for, for better or for worse. And, um, I just think, a lot of people that were participating in the bullying were just people that weren't confident in themselves and were hurting themselves. And, you know, that, that just thinking about that, I really, I really feel for those people because, you know, confidence is something that you really need to work for. Okay. But, you know, in, in my mind, and then I'm always going to pay uh, devil's advocate in, in, in my conversations with my guests. So, when, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, one might also, one might almost attribute confidence to someone who would be the intimidator, you know, not the other yeah. way around. So that's, 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 that's um, interesting that you were the confident person, yet you were the person being bullied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've always, I feel like that's, that's one of the reasons that I was always, um, no one ever believed me that I was getting bullied is cause I'm very, you know, sure of myself, but yeah, I just, people love to tear other people down, especially those that like really, really love themselves. So, but yeah, no, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Cause people were always very confused by why I was the one um, experienced so much bullying when I was so blunt and so confident in myself. And, um, it honestly, it tore me down for a while. So I wasn't always super confident. <laughs> so, um, as we, as we go through the process of your life and hopefully a journey that will mirror something that others are, are going through so they themselves can find, a, a, a you know, a way out and, and, uh, some light at the end of the tunnel. Tell us, you know, more about your journey in bullying. You know, you have the early ages and then, um, you know, at what point did it 
become, you know, did they hit a high point? Was it most traumatic? And some of the, the effects it had on you in, you know, different aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think the worst point for me was earlier high school. Um, you know, I, I graduated high school last year, so this wasn't this wasn't too long ago. But the worst point was definitely early high school. I was receiving death threats, and um, I was like, I wasn't comfortable going to school. I really wasn't. I would, you know, I would be on my way to school. I would be in tears, crying, telling my mom that I did not feel comfortable going to school, and I didn't feel like there was anyone that was gonna, you know, be there for me if I would experiencing virtually anything. And, you know, it was, I feel like it was a slow buildup to that point, but I think that was definitely my tipping point because it had been so like such a constant in my life. And then it was a lot of older people that were, you know, to like sending me death threats or, you know, saying that they're going to like come find me or whatever. And it was just, it was too much. And it was honestly like, very, very scary. So, you know, that, that's a serious, um, and all the conversations I've had about with others about bullying, you know, death threats was never a dynamic that I actually um, came across in the conversation. So death threats, what, you know, tell us more about that because that's really serious. What, what, it, what was it that drove, you know, because something has to drive someone, I guess there are different levels of bullying, and for someone mm-hmm. to get to the point where they're threatening your life, you know, there had to be a story behind that. What was it about McKenna that caused others through their cowardice to want to, you know, threaten your life? What, what, you know, what, what was the issue? You know, I, I honestly, like, I'm not sure. I have, I was just not. I just didn't get along with someone and um, just a couple people that were close to her didn't, didn't like me for whatever reason. And, you know, I was told later on that it was a joke, but you know, in the moment you, you never know. And um, it was, it was somebody that I've probably said five words to in my entire life. Um, But you know, I don't really necessarily know what the buildup was because I was really like, it was, I was very taken off guard. Like I was not, I was not aware, not ready for this entire thing. Um, that was a very special instance too. You know, all of, all of the other bullying has been a lot of cyber bullying and, um, you know, rumors or, or whatnot. Okay. But before we get it, cause I'm going to get into the cyber bullying too, but um, was there, a, did you pursue any response to the death threats? Um, no, I know my, I, I, I told my family about it and, um, they, they, they cleared it up with the, with the school and I, we found out that it was, was a joke and I didn't, you know, I never said anything to the person after that. So. Well, I don't know that a death threat can be a joke. I mean, that sounds almost like a, uh, a need to get law enforcement involved. Um, obviously, like you said, from the perspective as you as the recipient would not know that it's a joke, first of all. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the fact that someone threatens your life is simply uh, whether or not 
however they meant it, it, it falls into the category of a criminal act. Um, but I know also, and, and you mentioned cyberbullying, and that's something that I want to get into also because I can remember a story, and I don't, forgive me if the details are sort of uh, sparse because it's been a while, but I remember there was some issue or some story where a a girl in school committed suicide because a mother of another student or whatever was cyberbullying her. And, you know, it, it, it it's, the internet's been around for a while, but cyberbullying, I guess it's been around for a while and we're now recognizing it more and more. But it's, you know, it, it's got its own um, threats to it. It has its own results of actions to it because I think in that situation, I remember correctly, this mother was basically, I basically gotten to the point where she made this student feel worthless and told them, you know, you'd be better off just killing yourself. So tell us, you know, we, we, I think I, myself and my audience would be interested to hear not only your experience with cyberbullying, but your perspective on it. So, you know, my, my parents kept me off of social media until I was, I think, almost in high school, maybe in the middle of middle school, um, just because I was getting bullied in school and I didn't want to have, you know, the extra layer, which I, I didn't understand at the time because I wasn't aware that cyberbullying is a thing. But, you know, now I understand. And I think, you know, cyberbullying, like, at the surface, if you're just getting a couple hate comments, you know, it's different for everyone. But for me, at least, it's, it's you know, it's fine. It's, that sucks. It, they shouldn't, you know, these people shouldn't be saying mean things to you on the Internet. But it's, you know, it's a brush off. But I've, I've, um, I've been posting a lot more frequently and I actually used to be like terrified of posting cause I would get a lot of very rude messages. Um, but I've been posting a lot more frequently on reels and on Instagram and, you know, every hour there's like a paragraph about, you know, why I'm wrong and why I need to get off the internet and, you know, just how like ugly my hair looks or how, you know, you name it, it's being said in my comment section. And, you know, I think it's a lot easier for people to say something behind a screen because it's not, you know, it's not in front of somebody's face, but it, it is in somebody in front of somebody's face. And it's, it's hard to hear those things from people that you don't know. And I think and sometimes it's harder to hear them from people you don't know, because sometimes it could be things that you're thinking about yourself, but you're like, oh, no one notices this. And then some random person on the internet is pointing out something that you're super insecure about. So, you know, I, I understand why I understand why people have such a hard time with cyberbullying because it sucks. It really sucks. Now your, 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 your case, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, might be a little bit more prone to it because I'm assuming that your, your online, your social media presence is tied into your career as an actress and a singer and, and mm-hmm. et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. <laughs> we know that, you know, people can be very judgmental. Oh, um, yeah. And, and, and I think we, uh, you know, I think even, even as a, a podcaster myself, as a photographer, as a videographer, as, you know, I have 
you know, YouTube channels, you know, a few of them. And I've, I've experienced comments from people that were, were, you know, not only inappropriate, but, um, dramatically hateful for, mm-hmm. you know, almost no apparent reason. You know, they're there. We all know that there are people, um, who will, it, I mean, there are simple things like, um, I would do a short video for, I'm also a reviewer and I would do a short video on something and, and for whatever reason, the constraints of the environment made me do it in, in portrait as opposed to landscape. And I'll put the video up and, and, you know, these over the top comments will come back because it's in portrait, not because, mm-hmm. nothing to do with yeah. the content. Right. So people, yep. yeah, people have issues. People have issues of being judgmental. People have issues of, you know, their lives are in such a place that the only comfort that they find is lashing out or, you know, or, you know, um, it's a, humans, human beings are very complex. And, and, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I don't, and I, and I do think there's also a, a subset of people whose behavior is as such that, it's 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 become natural for them to respond negatively or to look for the flaw and may not even recognize that what they're doing is in fact bullying yeah yeah i i agree i i really really agree you know i've actually i've had a couple a couple people in my my comment section saying like you know someone else some random person has called them out for bullying and they've said no i'm not i'm not bullying i'm just stating facts like okay well it's like what you're saying your you know two paragraphs worth of comment is it's it's bullying and you know i i you said that i am definitely prone to it i i really am just because of the industry and i i just think it kind of sucks that it's so it's such like a normal a normal thing and it's what comes along with my job because I don't, you know, I don't think it should, but it's the reality. Well, you also would have another layer there too, as I think about it. I mean, and I'd like you to speak about it if you can, or if you feel like in terms of any, what kind of bullying you've experienced um, in the music industry and in the acting industry. And I will say this because I'm, I'm asking this because you know, recently with, in the, in the last couple of years or so with the um, Me Too movement being on the forefront, a lot of actresses have come out and, and, and you know, given us details of what they were subjected to for many years that they couldn't really speak on because the, the consequence would have been their job and their career. And however, the, the end, it turned out at some point along the line, they were being bullied for, you know, for, um, unspeakable things. So have you experienced any of that or have you seen it happen to others in the industry? You know, I've seen a lot of, um, you know, bigger influencers or celebrities getting, getting torn apart because of things that they have, um, things that they've been forced to, come out with or just say in general because they feel it's the right time. And, you know, I haven't necessarily experienced anything like that myself, but I definitely know of some, you know, famous people that have experienced that. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to say that 
the industry itself, the act in the acting side, especially has been pretty, pretty nice to me. I've never actually gotten any bullying for any acting that I've ever done. Um, surprisingly, but the, the singing is a different, different story, but you know, well, what's I'm different about the singing? Lucky. Oh, I've gotten complete slandered, <laughs> completely slandered for, for singing during, during choir and whatnot. I actually have the world's worst singing, like fear of singing, um, in front of other people, which is really unfortunate for someone that wants to make it their job. Um, I've gotten over it pretty, almost completely in the last, in the last year while recording my song and my EP. But, um, you know, in, in high school, I was so terrified of singing in front of, you know, 20 people or one person that I would have like a total like breakdown crying in the bathroom and then walk up onto the, the risers and sing a song and just, just walk away. And I've gotten, um, a lot of, a lot of bullying to my face and behind my back by kids and, and parents during the song, after the song, all, all of it. And I'm, I, I don't know why, but just has happened. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, tie in another aspect of your, your whole scope of mental wellness. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that as a part of the bullying, you experienced depression of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yep. So tie that in the conversation for me in terms of your, your bouts with or your period of depression and not only what it was like, what your lowest point was, but how you rose again and how you not only overcame it, if you have at this point, but how you manage it. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great question. I, um, I think I'm, yeah, I, I'm a, I was a very happy child, like very, very happy. And, um, my, my depression really started middle and middle and high school. And I'm going to be really honest. I could not deal with it. I had a really hard time dealing with it. It was absolutely terrible. And I also have, um, sad SAD, which is seasonal depression. So when it's cloudy, I'm just, da- I'm down. I'm, it, my whole family has it. Um, but it was just, it was so difficult. And I think the, the only thing that a person can do is it's, it's very person, it's very based on person by person. And for me, it was really getting away from the people that were make that not necessarily that were bullying me because I was ready away from them, but the people that weren't helping me feel better after the bullying or during the bullying, the people that weren't standing up for me in the moment. And, um, you know, I really took time off from a lot of, a lot of my friends because I wasn't feeling any support and that, that sucked, but I really found, you know, other like a lot of hobbies that I can now pour myself into if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling that, if I'm feeling that way at all. And, you know, I I have a little, I have a quiet space on by my, like um, on my property that I can go to when I'm feeling down and I just, 
you know, I, I sit with myself and I think the best advice that I could give is you have to find it in yourself and not in anyone else that, you know, it's going to be okay. And that, you know, you can get through it and find other things that can make you happy. If that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, and I know, I have um, interacted with many people, or I say several people, who have who have gone through depression for different reasons. You know, not not bullying, but other reasons. And I can I've seen how debilitating it can be, and how difficult it can be to to overcome when you when you 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 know when you're struggling to do it on your own. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the people that I've encountered who I believe some of whom I, be, I was able to help, um, I think what I discovered about depression is most of the people, or many of the people who are depressed are also unable to seek help because of mm-hmm. um, embarrassment, because mm-hmm. you know, of, of how judgmental the world is. And, and I, and I, and I want to pause on this for a second or spend a little bit more time um on this topic because what you've what you've you know made me think about and and something i should that's important to say is that people who go through depression are not from any specific class or place in life Mm -hmm. some of the most um prominent uh public figures who seem outwardly confident and to have it all together in their own private space and times can be dealing with severe bouts of depression. And mm-hmm. because of their, the, the need to, uh, um, to upkeep their, their public uh, uh, figure, their public impression, they, are, they sort of feel trapped in the sense that they, they need help, they, they want help, and they can't seek help just because they need to, to keep the public appearance of, of being so mm-hmm. together. And yep. unfortunately, this, this is an unfortunate thing because I've done a few episodes with uh, advocates and experts on suicide. And, you know, we often wonder why someone that we know as a celebrity who has tons of money that, that, that you know, they'll they're, they're, they're be rich forever, so to speak, and on fame and fortune and all the worldly possessions and everything else that seems all together and then we wake up one morning to find out that they committed suicide, and and it seems um, unexplainable. I I I think of and I I, I was gonna call an actor's name, but I'm gonna refrain from that because, you know, I don't I don't want anyone to be offended, you know. But I know they're they're famous actors who who committed suicide, and I was really surprised at what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, again, I don't know what the, what their demons were, or if part of their demon was, as much as they outwardly seemed successful, they were they were experiencing bullying within their industry, or you know, within certain places in their lives where, you know, in in that in that separate space, they were completely different from the person that we know. Right. Yeah. And um, the the last thing I want to touch on here is. I would also think that with bullying and depression comes uh, a struggle with anxiety. Have you experienced mm-hmm. that? And if so, tell us about it. 
so, so much. I, you know, I started dealing with anxiety, God, probably, probably when I was in fifth grade. I, you know, I transferred, um, I went to a new school when I was in fifth grade and, um, I just, I, my parents didn't tell me that I was not going to see my old school again. And, um, I was just crushed and, um, I went into a, you know, a new school. I had no, I knew no one. I was, um, I was in a Montessori school. So the, you know, the, my class was fourth, fifth and sixth graders and all of them had been together since, you know, preschool. So I, I knew no one. And I think that's when my anxiety really, really hit. Cause I had such, you know, I had such high expectations thinking, Oh, like the kids here are going to be nicer. And, and they weren't, they really weren't. And so my anxiety just like, just grew and grew and grew to a point where in high school, I was like sick all the time. Like I would be just making myself completely sick all the time because I was so, so horribly anxious. Sometimes I couldn't even go to school because I was so bad. Sometimes I, you know, I had to go home or, or whatever. And, um, just like, it's a, it's, constant. It's a very, very high constant in my life, less so now, but I definitely still, still experience it a lot. And it truly is very hard to deal with. Well, I did, I had a couple of episodes. I always remember two guys. One was Jim Case, the other one was David Stone. And they talked about anxiety and, and not only overcoming it, but like recognizing that um, if we have, if we can get to the place where we recognize that you know, things like fear and worry are wasted emotions. It goes a long way to overcoming anxiety. Mm-hmm. So normally at the end of an episode, I ask um, my guests to give me some final thoughts. And I was about to do that, but as I continue to look at your your information here, I thought we would end this a different way by me asking you a few questions related to your career and your music, if that's okay with you. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's see here. What was it like growing up in the entertainment industry? I didn't necessarily grow up in the entertainment industry, but you know, I've, I've been involved in theater since I was in fourth grade and I really, you know, jump started my career in the entertainment industry when I was a sophomore and the, you know, like I said earlier, the entertainment industry has been, or the people in the industry have been very welcoming, very nice, but you know, there's always the, when you tell someone that you want to be an actor or you tell someone you want to sing, they're not the most supportive of, of that. So I've really loved it. I've really loved my experience, but you know, there's always the people. Okay. So you're in the entertainment industry, you're growing up and then you you meet you you get to a point where you finally get to meet some celebrity that blows your mind someone you've always wanted to meet or someone that makes a, an impression on you who was that person well the first celebrity i ever met aside from basketball players was matt timmons who i don't know if you know him he was on um disney channel sweet life of zack and cody like on deck the spinoff and um, 
I auditioned for him and I had no idea. And I walked into the room and there he was. And I, I nearly burst into tears (laughs) and, um, you know, six months, six months later, I flew to LA and he's my acting coach now. Oh, he's one of my, one of my many, one of my many acting coaches. He did like a pro, I do a program with him. So I, but he did blow my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So you are definitely what we would call an artist because you're an actress, you're a musician. What makes you different from, you know, actresses and musicians, and if I may say so, without being uh, uh, insulting in any way, we can say, you know, we look around the music industry, and there's so many of them out there, and they almost a diamond doesn't. What makes you different? You know, I feel like everyone in the industry right now has so many great things that are making them so unique and so individual. And I know we have a lot of um, artists talking about mental health and in their music. And, you know, I really want to, I want to grow that. So I'm going to say, I talk about mental health in my music and I talk about bullying, but I also do it with like seventies flair. So I, you know, I, my EP is going to have a lot of seventies influences in it. So, cause I'm, I really want to bring that, that back as well while still talking about super important topics that deserve to be talked about in the entertainment industry. Okay. So 70 influences, tell us who are some of the artists that inspire you. Um, I'm obsessed with the Bee Gees. And so am I. Well, people would think that's crazy, but I, I grew up in a different part of the world when I was, and, and the Bee Gees were huge at that time. And, and I, I think that, you know, they'll forever be one of my favorite groups. I'm, I'm like, my, my parents think I'm nuts. My, I'm obsessed with the Bee Gees and, you know, I, I love like the music from the fifties through, through the seventies. So I love, um, you know, Chuck Berry. Um, I'm all, I am also a sucker for Donna Summer and so is my dad. I'm I'm not going to lie. Um, but, um, the Bee Gees are definitely my top. Well, you know, the, the Bee Gees, I think, um, and others might hear us say Bee Gees and they might just brush it off, but not only were they a great singing group, but they've had their tragedies in their group. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, so yeah. their story is bigger than this music. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, this is going to be a quirky question, but tell me a couple of things that would make me shocked about you. Um, let's see. I hate chocolate milk. <laughs> I've, I mean, I, you know what? No, I've had like fake chocolate milk. I've never actually had real chocolate milk before. Um, I would love to try some, but I just, I don't think I'm going to like it because I also hate chocolate. Um, which people normally have a really big problem with. Right. I just am not a not a fan. Um, that is my biggest surprise is that I absolutely hate chocolate, and I'm obsessed with um, basketball. Okay, that's not Love so basketball. bad. <laughs> yep, that's not that's not too bad. Yeah. I, I but I am very very emotionally attached to basketball for whatever reason. Okay. So. 
as a podcaster myself, and as I mentioned, I you know I'm a photographer, videographer, there uh, someone of you know, many trades, so to speak. In 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 podcasting, you know, in, specifically, I think many times about who would be my ideal guest and someone I would love to come on my show that would, and not to sound selfish, that but but that would take the show to even higher you know level because um, of the great guests that I have and the great conversations that we have and the exposure that we want to have as we seek to, you know, make our difference in the world. You know, if you had your choice of working with someone, who would that be? You know, I feel like my answer changes every time someone's at, someone asks me this, but I'm going to say, um, I really want to work with fallout boy. I'm obs- I'm also obsessed with Fallout Boy. I'm, I'm a big sucker for Fallout Boy, so I really would love to meet them and work with them. Okay. And if you had this is a, this is a, this is a, a out of the blue question. If you had a, you know if, if by some miracle you were able to work with an artist from the 70s, who would it be? They don't have to be even alive now. Who would that it would, artist? It would, it would be the Bee Gees. <laughs> I thought it you would, would be say the Bee Gees. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yep. Well, well, this has been this has been a really entertaining conversation and a bit a uh, very informative conversation. Um, I know that my audience will feel the same. Um, we've covered so many different things that I still must ask you to leave us with your final thoughts. You know, my fi- I think my final thoughts are going to be if you want to to be in the entertainment industry or any industry, you have to start now and you have to do it for yourself while listening to some Bee Gees music. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, we, can't, we can't ask you for more than that. So, McKenna, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being a guest on 247 Real Talk. This has been really enjoyable. I'm sure my audience will feel the same. Wishing you um, so much uh, success in your career, and I will make sure that you, the links to your 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 resources are part of the thumbnail for the episode when it airs. So, thank you so much for joining Two Four Seven Real Talk. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I want to say a very special thank you to McKenna Camille for joining me in this episode of 247 Real Talk, for sharing her journey, her inspiration, and her future thoughts with us all. I'm always reminding you that you can listen to each episode of this podcast on your favorite podcast app. I never want to leave you without saying thank you so much for your support, your continued support and for doing all that you do to make this podcast a success. If you'd like to leave me a message, if you'd like to leave me a message to pass on to any of my guests, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email me at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and each other.